Good evening, Distinguished Wizards fans. I'm Sully. I'm Raj. And this is the Bullets to Wizards podcast. How's it going, everyone? We took a little break after All-Star Weekend because college got a little bit hectic at times, and we just never got the time to actually record a full episode. But today, we're going to do a little recap of the week that we missed, starting with Gaffer's Revenge game, then we move on to that little Kuzma rumor during like the little trade deadline thing, and then the Deadly Object career high versus the Pelicans, and our just overall thoughts on All-Star Weekend, how our rookie Bilal Koulibaly did. Yeah, um... We could have used the excuse of, oh yeah, the NBA took a break this weekend, and so we also decided to take a break, but that's not true. We we, we just, this whole last week has been hectic, non-basketball related, but we're back, and yeah, this is going to be a fun episode. I'm, I have a lot of thoughts on All-Star Weekend, both on Bilal, and we're also on, in general, like the dunk contest, three-point contest, Steph versus Sabrina. I got some things to talk about that as well, and I'm sure you do too, so yeah, let's get into it. Um, So since our last episode, the the, the Wizards did play against the Mavericks and the Pelicans. Uh, the Mavericks game was relevant as the first time, quick turnaround, a few days after trading Daniel Gafford, we once again got to see our old pal, our old buddy. And, uh, yeah. What are some takeaways you had from that game? Well, Daniel Gafford dominated us. He had a double-double with... Um, it was... He had... Okay, I don't have his stats up, but he, I remember he had a double-double in that game. Which means uh, he, he had 16 points and 17 rebounds in 20 in, points and 17 and 24 minutes. So he did get the definition of revenge game on us, which was exciting to see. I mean, I wasn't mad at all. I'm like, I'm happy Gav is balling out with Luca and Kyrie and the rest. So I mean, he dominated us, but it's pretty I, fun to watch. Yeah, the Wizards made it a competitive-ish game the usual like three quarters of competitive but then another four the fourth quarter collect we were up 10 and heading into the fourth and then uh, the fourth quarter collapsed and i was like oh we were guarding luca we guarded luca perfectly and then kispert hit him in the chin and then he started bleeding and i thought he was out for the rest of the game it's true it, 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 back, it, and then he started hitting step back threes on us and contested fadeaways and then we lost the game Luca is funny in that when he has he scored he scored twenty six, which I think if any wizard did that we'd be like hooray. But like for Luca, that's a down game. Dude averages thirty four. He scored a triple double. You found other ways to be yeah, useful. Yeah, he dropped a triple double. On us. I don't. I don't really know if it was Denny's defense. I don't really think it was Denny's defense on Luca. I think it was more just Luca. It's was just kind of, Luca. It's just, just Luca. He was just off no that one night. Can guard him. <laughs> yeah, no one can guard him. He heated up toward the end of the game, but even the beginning of the game when he was colder, I don't think Denny's defense was really affecting him. I think it was just his step backs weren't hitting like they usually did, and he's gonna have nights like that. But yeah, I don't know. We've been competitive against the Mavs in recent years for some reason. So how was like, yeah, we got it's gonna be a sneaky win against a good team, you know, feel good win before, against Gafford. But no, we. We lost, and Gafford even really played in the fourth too. Like he, Gafford's been putting up all these double doubles. And Jason Kidd barely play, plays him a little over twenty minutes, and it's cool to see he got the starting job with um, Derek Lively injured with his broken nose. But uh, Gaff, Gafford just fits so well in the Mavs system. He barely plays twenty minutes per game right now for them. He grabs double doubles. He's a he feels like a way more intimidating shot blocker than he was in DC somehow. I don't know if it's the defensive scheme that Jason Kidd has running, but he's been blocking. He just feels way more effective against centers, and also just even on offense, like Luca just he, Luca knows how to set people up. Luca knows how to find him. Yeah, he's a master at that. 
And then also, a big thing that this trade has made, I know it's only been a week after, it could definitely cool off quickly, but it's made me wonder, like, are we that bad at, like, developing players and running a system? Because Gafford leaves immediately flourishes. They know how to utilize him better. And you see Gafford even made those comments regarding, he's like, I feel like I'm at home here. Like, I yeah, feel, I feel, I feel, I feel he's like, he's like, he's like, like, already? God. He's like, I feel comfortable. I, I, I love the system here. It's like, damn, like, was the, was, he liked DC, but he, are as like, just team, like, offense and defensive, like, rotations and systems, is it, is it that dysfunctional? I don't know, man. Uh, but we didn't talk about Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes got his first minutes off the bench with 12 minutes. He scored 10 points, two rebounds. He got a block, shot at 71% from the field. So I think that was that was the only time he played, right? He didn't play versus the Pelicans. Did he? I don't remember. He, um, no, he played against the Pels. It was the Sixers game they held him out of, I think. But he, he played. Oh yeah. He did. He did play against the Pels. Honestly, for both games, he played fairly well. He very much is a older budget gaffer everything i said about everything i knew about Holmes before i mean he has a pretty gaffer play style from what i've seen so far he's just not as like he's a budget gafford he's not as like he doesn't say attack the rim as say much it. as gafford does say, say it with me budget gafford budget gafford yeah pretty much i mean from i had really low expectations from from for some reason i mean i didn't really know i didn't know rashawn Holmes that much but watching his little debut as a wizard i'm like okay Half decent return, I guess. I'm keep it. We also got a first round pick for that. Rashawn, so. Rashawn, I don't is in the grand scheme of things irrelevant in the return for Gafford. I yeah, mean, yeah. it keep it keeps us from instead of getting blown out by fifty, we lose by eight. Okay, that because having a backup center is relevant on this roster, and it, it is weird how we got one of the few players in the NBA, especially in the modern NBA, where every big man shoots threes. We got. The only like one of the few other big men that plays exactly like Gafford and Rashawn can get up. I've seen Rashawn as hops. I'm sure he, at 30 he's not the same as like his heyday at the Kings, but he still has he he has kind of hop, he has hops like sneaky hops like Gafford. He can sometimes block shots. Yeah, I don't sometimes. think he. I don't think he played that well. Gafford. I'm not gonna. I don't think he guarded Gafford that well this game or in that Mavs game. But for a backup center, it's I'm not disappointed. It's for a rebuild taking team. It is what it is. I think he's under contract till next year too. So get ready for another year of Rashawn Holmes. Unless we probably we'll probably move him next year. Once again, I don't know what we'll get for him, but sure. But yeah, main return for backup center, nothing to complain about with Holmes. And yeah, first round pick is the main thing to gather from that trade. But yeah, I would say overall, that Mavs game was one of my, I think, my favorite games to watch this season. It's it's kind of hard to pick with how bad this team has been this year, but I felt entertained for three and a half quarters. How about you? Yeah, no, it was like, I'm like, this whole time I was asking Sully. Oh man, we might actually win this game. Almost like every time out, I texted him. And I'm like, Sully, Sully, we might win this game for once. Until Luca came back in, and I'm like, you know what? We're screwed. But that that whole that three quarters that I watched, it was the most entertaining Wizards basketball See, I've seen this season. I was, was good about what was good about those three quarters. Um, the team played hard. I mean, Keith, Keith was you know, the, the micro was picking up on it. Keith was yelling at them, and they they seemed to respond, which I can appreciate. Brian Keith, they respond to his passion, and you can yeah, tell. No, ever since Keith, ever since Keith became interim head coach, I would say there has been a lot more effort out there. And even against competitive teams, we've only lost by like single digits, or maybe by like twelve to fifteen points. Where either with Wes Unseld, we lost with like over twenty, or we lost like. We lost games where we had like a 20-point lead or a 10-point lead. So having Keith definitely, 
I don't know what changed. I don't know if he's more strict with the players. I don't know if he has a different plan. I don't know what changed, but whatever he's doing, I like it, even though if we're not winning games. I don't. I worry. I I want to give Keith credit, and I will give Keith credit. I don't want. I'm not. This is not to take any way thing away from him. But at the same time, it's also sometimes a fresh voice is exactly what people need. And it's. I think it's just anyone but Wes felt like a breath of fresh air. So even if Keith, I still really think he's a long term option. Even though some people are getting a little too quick to say hire him for like next season, I'm not on that boat yet. But I think as a fresh voice, the team needed that. You can see there. They still some like the, they still sometimes play a little apathetic, but there's a lot more effort than there was before, and I can appreciate that with Keith the fresh voice. And yeah, definitely those first three quarters against the Mavs is one of the few like consistent stretches where this team didn't make mistakes. Like this team, I'm so used to stupid turnovers, stupid shot selection, all that. But the first three quarters in that game, it was good team basketball. It was, and it was yeah. And another thing, look at the box score. Weirdly fun box score. That's the best way to describe it. Everyone put up, like, Bagley had a double-double, 12 points, 13 rebounds. Tyus Jones, 14 points, 16 assists. Denny had 25. Yeah, assists with Tyus. Even, yeah, even Holmes had 10, you know. So it's, it's, it's looking, yeah, everyone, everyone shared the ball. There was no, like, main player where, like, Kuz scores, like, 50, and then the team just doesn't score at all. Like, yeah. everyone, it was team basketball. Yeah, which I like. Watching a rebuilding bad Wizards team, seeing team basketball is really, really rare. So just watching that happen all of a sudden, I'm like, wow. I will shed a tear. <laughs> yeah. So in a game where we've only that's won nine games. Yeah. So in a season where we've only won nine games so far, that's definitely a game where I feel I a lot I, I, I feel like I feel like the future is bright. Uh, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I, come on, come on. Not off that From game. what I've seen at the start of the season. Okay, well, talking about the future, Bilal didn't really do much. He had like Four points in thirty minutes or something like that. But, yeah, hey, we'll, we'll talk about we'll, we'll harp on Bilal a little later in this episode. Yeah. We talk about him in the Rising Stars game, but yeah, Bilal this week wasn't really that impressive. But not hating on Bilal, he's a rookie. Yeah, Rookies will have off weeks. That's the part of being a rookie. But yeah, overall, Mavs game definitely one of the more positive ones for this season. And then yeah, the next one, next one, next thing we're going to talk about is one that definitely grabbed some more of the media's headlines, like legit ESPN Bleacher Report headlines. It was Denny Avia's 43.15 rebound game against the Pelicans. So the Wizards lost to the Pelicans on Wednesday, 126 to 133. Valentine's Day. And yeah, love was Day. Hope you guys had a great Valentine's Day. If you didn't, it's okay. Me neither. But other cool. than that, Avdi ended up scoring an impressive 43 points, which saved my Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day made it a little bit better, you know. I mean. He had some powerful drives to the basket. He knocked down some threes. He was a better three-point shooter that game than I've seen like, all season. Well, he is shooting but... 40% from the field this year. One of the biggest flaws in his game with his first few, three years of his career, bro was a brick machine from three. Like, you, you could not trust him. Teams, remember last year, teams would leave him intentionally open. That was part of like, their defensive strategy. They baited Advia to shoot. Yeah. And he shot like 29, yeah. thir- barely 30% from three last year. This year, a completely different story. And that's why he's unlocked a new part of his game. It's really, he, he's been good at driving since last year. He unlocked that last year. This year, he unlocked three point shot. And that's been huge. Especially this last week, he's averaging like 24. So it's, it's, it's been awesome to see the shooting really come around from him. And the thing is, you know, Denny does have a past of getting like, he, he averages like 20 per game, but then he goes on a slump and averages like seven to eight points per game for the rest of the season. Hopefully we don't see that again, but True. I don't know. I love Denny. 
But remember last year? The, the, he has the, that random slump. Well, it also last last year there was the week of him going turbo. I remember the game against the Rockets. It all started. He started going vroom vroom. Our stadium now goes oh, yeah. vroom vroom when he scores. And I love Danny. Don't don't. I'm not handing it to Danny. I want him to keep this up. This is gonna be really hard for him to keep this up. I think there's a chance he keeps it up. It's not a guarantee he keeps this up though, especially based on past performances. One week of averaging 20, I want to believe. I think he can, but it's not a guarantee. And I just want to. I want to keep that in mind. And honestly, I I think I think the truth is somewhere in between. I don't think he's going to go back to averaging seven points per game, but I don't think, and I don't think he's going to keep averaging 24 per game. But I think over the next week or two, he'll probably level out to being like a 15 point per game scorer, which I'm totally cool with. Denny leveling out there. Yeah, that's a more than productive player. And it can, if he can definitely keep up the playmaking skills that he's been showing in recent weeks, he's not a point forward like Luca, but I, if he can just at least be a, a somewhat decent facilitator of the ball, especially. Ty, besides Tyus, no one on this team is really that good addition to the ball. Um, Poole has really not shown any playmaking abilities. Like He had some in Golden State. This year he hasn't had any. Kuzma, not really a playmaker. Bilal, Corey, none, none of them can... So if Denny can somewhat help move the rock, that's another facet of his game. That's underlooked, but I think really valuable to this team. And yeah, my, my opinion of Denny Optia is a lot more positive than it was a month ago. So it's, yeah, it's great to see. And man, he's oh, on an most awesome, definitely. And he's on an awesome <clears throat> contract. Love it. And me personally, I definitely owe Danny an apology because I remember last season, I'm like, man, why did they put Danny back in? I was like complaining about Danny so much. I mean, there were I had my reasons. But now I'm going to sign my Danny apology form. I'm going to send it to him because he's been playing really well so far. Like, I, I look forward to seeing him play. But we just have to see how he does versus the Nuggets, I think, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. It's in Denver, late game, 8 or 9 p.m., so... uh Chug that caffeine to stay up late for that one. But it, it also another thing I appreciate about the, the, the Denny's recent hot streak. Finally, some positive press about the Wizards in the media. Kevin Garnett is praising him. So many like, like other podcasts to keep up with basketball related. Praising Denny. Like, like no doubt. I hope Denny yeah. can take the praise because he does have a lot of pressure now. Like he's been being he's being compared to like Giannis, Luca. I remember him being uh, put on like some of the top players to be like there were some statistics, and then there were like big names like Giannis, Luca. I think I saw like Pascal Siakam, and there's like Danny Avdia. Just all of these things. I just hope he can like take in the pressure instead of I don't know. You know, you know what you know what I'm talking about. There's I a lot of pressure he, on him. Now, I think the best thing. I don't. I think the pressure is fine. Like compare him to people. He's been getting comparisons to players throughout his whole career. Cause we've been. He's been a, his, as a player identity. He's been really weird through his player development. I'm not gonna lie. And I think the best thing for him moving forward is don't compare yourself to anybody. You don't play like Luca. You don't play like Giannis. You don't play like Pascal. There isn't really any comparisons of like a guy that averages four to five assists but can also drive to the basket and sh- like it. He is a he's a he's a jack of all trades is what he's really becoming right now. And there's three and D players, but I wouldn't even compare like. Like the perfect, like the perfect NBA three and D player right now is OG Ananobi, perfect three and D player. But I would even say he's he's like Denny's a little bit more of a playmaker than him, honestly. So I I don't really I don't think there's another NBA player I could really really compare Denny to. I think Denny should remind that that his skill set is just it's just everything right now. Denny is an everything tool set. That's what that makes yeah, him awesome. Yeah, he has been doing everything. Yeah. On the team, yeah. And yeah, one more thing I also want to mention with the Denny's hot streak. 
Um, you mentioned we're going to talk about Kuzma a little bit this episode. And also, I also I feel like people are getting way too hard on Kuzma this week just because Denny's been really hot. And Kuzma, I mean, Kuzma's still putting up 20-ish per game. And he's been doing this for like two and a half years for us now. And I think consistent. yeah, he has nights where he misses like 15 shots. But more often than not, he is still putting up a bulk of our points. I don't think we should instantly like say Kuzma is a detriment to this team. I know a lot of Denny's stands are like, like they're, just, they're legitimately like destroy Kuzma. He is destroying Denny's growth or whatever. They've been they've been saying that for a while. I've been saying that like Reddit. No, and stuff. I, don't, I don't get that. I don't understand the Kuzma hate. I don't understand it. Like he's he stayed with us. He's still scoring. He's averaging twenty for us. Averaging like 21, 22. I don't see where the hate is. To be honest, I understand if there's hate for a pool, but Kuzma. I mean, he can be a little bit weird sometimes, but he is like our franchise player at the moment. So just... he has to earn a little bit of respect. Is Kuzma's ceiling still a number three option? Yes, but yes, but at the same time, at the same time, on this current roster, you can't fault him for trying to do a little bit more. And it's hard. He, he's at, at this point, like he's the one that gets the mo- defensive attention from teams. Like Daddy's going to get a little more defensive attention now, but usually Kuz gets the team's best defenders just because Poole. No one cares about Poole anymore. When um, like what Corey? <laughs> sure, like teams know teams know how to defend Corey. They just guard the perimeter and then Corey will manipulate that but oh look at me i'm gonna go cut to the basket he does that once a game but overall like kuzma gets the most defensive attention he has he has the most besides before this week by denny kuzma had the most consistent offensive production yeah kuzma has his cold stretches as well but overall like kuzma has done a lot for this franchise last two and a half years most relevant player like the last year for this franchise less than denny is the hero right now but don't don't just say Kuzma's worthless to this team. Kuzma still has value to this team. I still another once again, I love the besides Pool, Pool's worst contract in NBA in my opinion right now. But I think like Denny awesome contract. And Kuzma I think is also another player on a really good contract. Really tradable. And then especially his salary goes down each year. So it's because he's only gonna get more and more tradable as every year goes on. So yeah, I just want to quickly say, like Kuzma no, That was a really good point. Yeah, like don't don't hate on Kuzma and Denny can coexist and this for the future or at least the temporary future of this team until ideally probably Kuzma will get moved. But for now, while Kuzma's on this team, still appreciate him. For sure. I mean, I love Kuz. I love Kuz as a person. I love Kuz as a style. I love Kuz as a player. I just love Kuz overall. And uh, he does not deserve to be getting hate. Speaking of loving him as a person, I love that quote he said recently. You want to share the quote he said? What quote? Quote about that. He, he him, refu- him about refusing going to Dallas. Oh, he right. could have been at Mav. So, we are giving him the option. So there was a little, there's a little trade thingy going on. Um, I saw that it was in some post game media. Kuzma revealed that Michael Winger presented him with a trade offer, expressing that Dallas was interested in acquiring him. However, Winger left the decision entirely up to Kuzma, asking him what he wanted to do. And he said that he wants to stay with the Wizards and continue building something with the team. And then Wizards Twitter, man, when I tell you, everyone was blowing up. Well, this is this is second part the, too. He also made he had made a few other comments too. He was like, he just doesn't. He says his timeline doesn't match the Mavs timeline in terms of building a contender, which that comment actually really confused me because we're in the middle of a rebuild. The Mavs are contending right now, and Kuzma is. You're kind of in the middle of your prime right now. You're going to be in your 30s before you know it. And I just like, it's, that, some of the things he said kind of confused me. I'm not going to lie, but I appreciate the sentiment of putting us up over the Mavs in terms of 
wanting to stick it out for a little bit. Do you think that he actually wants to build something with the Wizards? Do you think he has that in him? That is an... Like, let me put myself in Kyle Kuzma's little Puma shoes that he wears. If I put myself in his, his, his Clyde Drexler, whatever they're called, the Clyde Drexler Kuzma... I don't remember what his shoes call. I don't remember. What, I don't pay attention to Puma shoes. I'm not gonna lie. I, I have like I, I like their like Ferrari jackets and stuff and their F1 merch. But I don't I don't I don't I, I don't I don't pay attention to their shoes. I'm not gonna lie. But regardless about that, like I'm gonna put myself in a nice Kuzma puffer jacket and think about this. Okay, if I'm Kuzma, he right now is still the future number one option of this team because there's until. Denny evolves, Bilal evolves until we draft, I don't know, Zachary Rissacher and he evolves. Kuzma is still right now the technically the leader of the team. And I guess it, it sounds appealing to him to keep being a number one option instead of being like a third or even fourth or even honestly fifth option on a lot of championship teams. And that, that's appealing to him in a way. And then also another thing to keep in mind is that Kuzma has won a ring. He has a ring with the Lakers. That's out of his system. Maybe instead of he he's happy with the ring he has, he just wants to be a leader on a team. And I mean, I can respect that. Wanting to like put like lead a team, he, like Kuzma is a, a for better or worse compared to everyone else in the locker room. Is him and Anthony Gill, are, I think, are the two biggest vocal leaders of the locker room. Like Kuzma, Denny's talked about Kuzma has like give give him, gave him great advice, and Kuzma does care about his teammates. He was a little confusing whether he wanted to leave or not in the off season, but. I think he appreciates his team as somewhat loyalty to him, and I think he's repaying that favor. And this, yeah, this team, because also when Kuzma came to DC, his reputation was a little bit in the gutter because he had a really bad playoff performance. The Lakers, there was a lot of people joking like "Ni Hao, send him to China." Ben Simmons, like that was literally one of the jokes when we, when he was <laughs> getting traded here. But he's really he saved his reputation. People value him a lot more. Some consider him a fringe all-star. Maybe I don't know about fringe all-star, but mm. some say that. I don't know about that. But overall, I think Kuzma appreciates the role that he has with this team. And I don't. I think he was a little. I think he was just speaking off the cuff. I don't think he really was thinking what he was saying when he was like, "Oh yeah, this team's on a better timeline than the Mavs, and I have, I I want to really build something here." I don't know about that, but I think at the very least, he appreciates the opportunity this team gives him. I totally agree with you, and there was this whole other side to like Wizards Twitter where they're like, "No, Kuzma just wants to get the bag. He just wants to get the money." And he, I mean, he already did get the money yeah, from what, us. Like, what bag is there to get? He's under contract for yeah, another three uh, and a half super, years. I was super confused. Like, that's so a, I don't know. Like, okay, don't know. he wants to ball hog, sure, but yeah, he can ball hog for like another two, three years for us. I mean, there's no point, another no downside year. here. Yeah, go ahead. But once it, we're actually competitive, then. And there's some people saying, is Kuzma just holding out for like a better, better opportunity in the Mavs? Because, okay, let's okay. This is a really good question. Kuzma on the Mavs, are they a title contender? Yes or no? That's a really interesting question. Uh, Sorry. Anyone really who's on the Mavs now? If you put Kuzma like, on the Mavs roster, ignore Gafford. Like, take away the Gafford PJ Washington trade. Throw Kuzma on the Mavs roster. Take away I don't know Maxi Kleba or something. And that's your that's the Mavs roster of the, after a theoretical Kuzma trade. Because I definitely think I view them as a conference finals threat, like the Mavs did a few years ago back when they had Brunson. I think they could do that again with Kuz. Finals though, yeah. No, they could. I don't think I could see it. Like I see them sneaking in, but I also could see them never making the finals. Still with Kuz. 
the I I agree the Mavs will make it far like in the playoffs, but when it comes to finals time, I don't think that team will go pretty far. Like they need to add at least one more asset. I think they'll need Gafford. If Kuzma and Gafford are on the Mavs together, that's sure, a finals team. That's a finals, that's a finals team. game. And honestly, but if it's just Kuzma without PJ Washington or Daniel Gafford, then not really. I haven't seen. I feel like this should be a talked about when it comes to the rumors. I haven't seen anything. People are saying it would be Kuz and Gafford. Financially, the Mavs could have made Kuzma and Gafford work in a single trade. Like keep Rashawn Maxi, throw like um, Olivier Max Omax. Their like first round pick this year hasn't done anything. And that trade, I think, financially would work. That's a I don't. But then they also would Winger because the Mavs don't have many assets. They only had like two first round picks. Max could have given up, and two first round picks for Kuz and Gafford feels like we're getting robbed. I'm not gonna lie. But if the if Winger for some reason agreed to that trade and Dawkins, yeah, the Mavs are a Finals contender. But without Gafford, I'm I'm being for real. Like having that second center means so much to that team, and. I think one more thing Kuz also considered. I mean, he, I, I'm not going to say he wants to be a ball hog, but the ball would definitely be in his hands a lot less playing next to Kyrie and Luka. Those are two ball-dominant guys. And Kuzma was an off-ball guy once LeBron came to LA. And I don't know if that was the most of it. Kuzma is effective in that role, but I don't know if he wants to go back to that. So that also could be another thing that played a factor. But yeah, overall, at least for now, thank you, Kyle Kuzma, for your... DC loyalty. I can keep can keep wearing my Kuzma cherry blossom shirt that I own, and not feel ashamed about it. So, yeah, I look forward to. Yeah, he had like a little. He had like a little non-official no trade clause. You know, like he had to say. I don't. I, I think well, if like he's, then why else would Winger approach him? Because I think it's out of respect. I think also Winger wasn't himself crazy about the trade. He's like Kuzma. If you're not happy here, I will trade you. But Kuzma's like, no, I'm happy here. He's like, okay, I'll keep you because I don't really like this That's trade. So sure, that is a non-official no trade clause. Technically, he said, well, okay. Let's, let's just say <laughs> hypothetically, Kuzma for Wemby. Dawkins and Winger wouldn't ask Kuzma, what do you think? They would just they would just ship Kuzma off. Like the only reason is because they were iffy about the trade, and they all they're like, we're gonna move you anyways. So if you feel like uncertain, we will move you now. It's like it's like people yeah. who like. For example, it's like people who like who say, "Oh yeah, I'm just I'm just playing the field right now. I'm still in my early 20s. I'm in my late teens in the dating field." It's the kind of people that put on their Tinder like short-term relationship, and it's like, what is a short-term relationship? Because you're not looking for a hookup, but like also you're not looking for a long-term relationship. You're just kind of enjoying commitment in your youth years. And right now, the Kuzma to the Wizards is a short-term relationship. If we're being real, it's not a long-term relationship. Kuzma's here for only another year or two. And both sides realize that. So Winger and Dawkins were like, if this is only going to be a short-term relationship, do you want out now? So you can find a long-term relationship. I get your point. I think this is a really good analogy. And you Especially Valentine's Day was not that long ago. I was ago. not expecting that. Oh it was a goodness. week ago. I just think, legitimately, it's that's the way that Winger Doc has approached it. If you want to go leave now, Kuzma, and be a long-term with the Mavs, we'll trade you. But Kuzma's like, no, I'll stay short-term now until I, I just want something new. But for now, I'm happy to be in a short-term relationship with you. And that's what Kuzma with the Wizards is right now. Wow, W take. <laughs> Interesting. Sully GM. I should. Be able to, um, I want to go on Sports Center and say stuff like that. That's actually that's too funny, man. While we're still on the trade topic, I better, I better right. say. Well, I better say while we're on the love topic. 
Okay. What? Talk, talk about Delon. Talk about Delon. 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 Delon has agreed on a cont- contract back contract buyout with Miami. So some little little trade here. I mean, it's not a trade. It's just he. It's just he. You know. You know what I mean. Contract buyout for um, any new yeah. anybody who doesn't understand. Contract buyout is basically when the player. And the team agreed to part ways, so the player agrees to give up a certain amount of money in his contract so he can be waived, and and so that there's no like dead money to, or there's less dead money, and and when another team picks them up, they can just give them like a minimum contract. So essentially, the Wizards were like, "Yeah, Delon, you know, your expiring contract, no point you here. Go go have fun, a contender. You have." And so that's exactly what he did. They agreed to a buyout, and I don't know. How he immediately found Miami in like five seconds after the buyout. I guess Coach Spo Pat Riley called him up already, but tampering. Oh, the NBA should find the heat for for tampering with Delon Wright. But regardless, um, I mean, what what, what do you got? Delon, I don't know. I mean, I, I loved him last year, legitimately. He, I, oh, Delon last year was insane. First like, he seals your balls, then he seals your heart. That was amazing. Yeah, like, like Delon's defense last year was amazing. And this, if you look at his defensive high. metrics, like he was hurt a lot of last year when he played. Jimmy is statistically. No, when he played, we we won a lot more games when he played. We had a, like a close to like five hundred record with Delon playing, and then also statistically, I think he was like a top five, top ten a lot of like the advanced defense statistics. Like not like not like your obvious like blocks per game, but like the 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 dumb like I don't know the 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 pull the, the Defensive stops per Chick Fil A eaten per semester, whatever defense advanced like stuff you say on Basketball Reference that people reference all the time. So in terms of those stats, Delon was a top defender. I saw Delon got like three or four All Defensive Team votes last year too, which I think is probably Kuzma voting for him. I know Kuzma respects his defense a lot. It's probably his Wizards teammates respecting him, which fair. Like this, he made a legitimate impact last year, but this year got hurt again and came back. Uh, who do you say he look? I, I keep asking you this every time we talk about Delon. Who does he? Who do you say he looks like now with his hair? Delon. So he, he's new hair. He's new hair yet this year. His dreads. Well, who does he look like? Twenty one Savage. Yeah, he came back looking like Twenty One Savage. Twenty One Savage. Yeah, after coming <laughs> back from injury, but yeah, didn't really do much. His offense. He just he kind of just stopped shooting altogether. <laughs> Michael, he just doesn't shoot anymore, and then also. Even his he used to be an okay passer this year. Even now, part of it is the team is is stupid with their offensive schemes. But then also, it's just I think Delon's playmaking abilities. Maybe just he was a little bit fuzzy coming back from the injury, and even his his world class defense. Yeah, he was still getting steals, but it just wasn't the same into the game impact that he had last year. I think a lot of it's just I can understand he's getting older, and I don't, he's probably like I don't know what to add to this team anymore. There's a lot of weird guys on this team that wasn't here last year. I'm playing with Jordan Poole now. What am I supposed? I can't I can't guard both point guards and point guard and shooting guard. So I get it. Maybe Delon wasn't fully in the, his head with the Wizards this year. So I think yeah, it's best for both sides. I mean, it would have been nice to get a second round pick for him, but he, now at least he, I think he'll ball the heat. Heat cult. I think Delon is the perfect guy for heat culture. Like he is the definition of a heat culture guy. Coach Bell will unlock him. I'm sure he'll be the new Gabe Vincent of their playoff run this year. But, I mean, yeah, it's not much to say about Delon being gone, but I appreciate what you did, and I hope you have a, I hope you prosper Salute in Miami. I think he'll be a pretty good fit for Miami, right? 
Yeah, especially because yeah. like most definitely. Especially because they don't ha- they don't have Larry anymore. They got Terry Rozier, and Terry Rozier is not a defender at all. So when they need a defender at the guard spot, Delon can step in. So yeah, Delon will perfectly fit in Heat culture. And I'm not gonna lie, if Delon played this year like he played last year, and if he signed a con- like a one year contract extension, I would have gotten a Delon jersey. I'm being for real. If Delon played this year like he played oh, last okay, year, hey. I would have bought a Delon oh, okay. jersey. You know how happy I like watching Delon at his best last year, man. Like, I love good defense. I'm like, I'm a sucker for good defense. That's why Bilal has won me over. That's why Delon won me over. That's why like the first like two months Kuzma played here, he won me over because he was play- he played really good defense his first month here. It was kind of interesting. And at times, Denny can sometimes win win me over. Now he's won me over with the offense, but defense wins me over a lot. And... Uh, our defense only gets weaker, but it's fine. We open up um, roster spots for maybe Johnny will get minutes. Maybe Jared Butler will get minutes. Mm-hmm. My guy, Jules Bernard, he better get minutes. Um, he was G League Player of the Week at some point. Jules Bernard is putting up 20 blindfolded every week in the G League. And you telling me, nah, nah, Landry Shaman should play every week. No, 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 Jules Bernard should be playing over Landry Shaman. I'm sorry. I'm the number one. Landry can, I love Landry. Landry's cool. He just like yeah. runs and shoots a three. Yeah, it's so satisfying. I don't like he. He doesn't do anything on defense. He's not. He's he's got to leave after next year. I let's play change play Jules Bernard, man. Play my guy. And also, we 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 only we currently have um we have after the Delon being bought out, we were down to 13 players on our roster, which leaves two open roster spots. For a 10-day contracts or a full-time contract, and we did use one of those 10-day contracts up recently. Um, what's his face? His last name Champagne. Champagne. Justin Champagne. Justin? Is it Jules is or name? Justin? I think it's Justin Champagne. Champ- Justin Champagne. I remember yes. he he sort of co- he was on the Spurs, right? He was on the Spurs. He is a guy I remember. He's like a very deep cut. Like, he oh, yeah. us a bit when we versed them. I'm not gonna lie. A, w- a while ago. Yeah, he was on the Spurs, and then also I, I remember he was like one of those deep cut guys on the Spurs bench. Like, is this one of Popovich's secret weapons? He's gonna like, he's like the next Keldon Johnson or whatever. And I never know. He averaged two points per game, whatever. It's, but he's been he's been balling on the G League um this year. He's been averaging like seventeen points, eighteen points per game in the G League I believe this year. So he's been solid in the G League. I'm, not, I'm definitely not mad with this little. Ten, was it, how long is it? Ten days. Ten days. Um, I, I, do I, I, the other question though is, uh, do I trust Keith to actually give him minutes? Or, every ten day contract we signed this year, we haven't done anything with, which is kind of annoying for a bad team. First, we had Hamadou Diallo, a guy that Jimmy I think should have gotten a run for it based on his. Why are you laughing at Hamadou Diallo? He's been in the He's NBA so... for like four or five years. He averaged eight points per game last year in the NBA. I, like about it. I don't. He played two games this year. <laughs> And he scored. He averaged. He, he scored two points in his two games, and <laughs> yeah, that's that was Hamadou's time. Hey, Hamadou Diallo, everybody. And then Trey Jameson came in. You remember Trey Jameson? I don't remember Trey's church that. Me Trey neither, because he also played like one game, and then we let him go. And now he's he's been he's been starting for the Grizzlies now. So I don't know where that came, the Grizzlies. I don't know where Trey Jameson came in, but he's getting playing time. He looks serviceable. Maybe we should we need centers? Maybe we should have kept Trey Jameson. And then now we're on to the Justin Champagne 
It's yeah, like actual she... NBA experience. It's like Diallo like... did too. I feel like Champagne is more re- relevant than Hamadou Diallo is because I, I no no Hamadou Hamadou that's, oh, that's... no no Ham. Hamadou averaged eight points per game last. He's been in the league for four. Hamadou Diallo. No one knows Justin Champagne. I didn't know him. I knew Hamadou. I did not know Champagne. Okay, Evan stats pulled up. He played 36 games in 2022 for the Raptors. Averaged 2.3 points per game. They averaged two points per game the next year. Between the, between the Raptors and Celtics, he averaged two and 2.5 points per game. Wait, hold on. Oh, no. Wait, it's gonna make me look really dumb. Uh, the freaking I think the wrong guy pulled up for his stats. That's how relevant this guy is. Hold up, Justin Champagne. Yeah, this or the one I'm looking at has never played for the Spurs or Champagne. Maybe... No, he did. I swear, I watched a game with him. I swear, I did. Yeah, he there's another for... Champagne in the league. Nope, he's only played for the Celtics and Raptors. I think he was like a. a, a yeah, I don't. I think he looks like a Spurs guy. He's not a Spurs guy. He might have been like a summer league roster for them. He was. He has never been on. No, he's. Yeah, this year he split time between the Raptors and Celtics. He played for Pitt in college. Yeah. No. Oh, whoops! I was thinking of Julian Champagne on the Spurs. That's a, why is there oh. two? Wait, there's two people. There's two champagnes. I remember that Julian. Oh, wait, are they twins? They're twins. Oh, that's who I was thinking about. Okay, They're I don't twins. Know okay, is. that's why I was kind of excited. I was like, I recognize vaguely. No, this is not. This is not. This is the worst brother. Oh. Oh, never mind. Okay, this is a completely different champagne. Okay. That did not cook us that time. I promise right, we do no our mind. research before these podcasts, but sometimes these tempting contracts that don't mean anything. It kind of went over my head, and I saw Champagne, or is it Champagne? I don't know. Champagne or Champagne, whatever the heck it is. It's Champagne. It's Champagne. Whatever his last name is. I was like, <laughs> there can't be another one of this guy in the, NBA, in, the, in the league. But apparently there's twins for these guys, and we got the worst twins. Okay, what? Sure. Regardless, this one has been doing well in the G League this year for the Sioux Falls Sky Force, I believe. So the Heat's G League team, so... Sure, whatever. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. He also might be gone in ten days. But it will be. Also, we never keep any of them. I mean, I'm trying to think. Has the has there been any ten day contract guys I've liked on the Wizards the last few years? Why is the first ten day contract guy I think of Ron Baker? Ron Baker is the first. <laughs> you don't know Ron Baker, the legend of Ron Baker. No. Bro was a oh. Knicks legend for a month, and then, oh, he's like, he looks Can I say like something real quick? What? Can I say something? You said you said Knicks legend. I just want to say Taj Gibson Day has been declared on February 18th. I just wanted to say that. Wizards legend Taj Gibson. Now, I don't yeah, think it was. I don't think it was declared because he's playing. I think it was he's done a lot of like community just, work in New York. Taj Gibson, guys. Well, so we should congratulate him. Yeah. Todd's just, middle name. Just remember that. Todd's middle name Jami Gibson. Yeah, but he's done a lot of good work in the community for New York, like just charity work, like stuff. So, kudos to Todd. The one year he played here, seemed like a nice enough teammate. So, yeah, former wizard. Give the former wizard some love. But yeah, Todd Gibson love. But yeah, so honestly, I think I, I'd rather see Todd Gibson on another ten day contract at this point. Why not? Why the heck not? I'm sure he'd be happy to see some of his old 
talk to Denny, talk to Coos again, like, how you doing, guys? Talk to Gil, like, how y'all doing? And also, remember Taj? He was on the preseason roster before getting cut. He was part of the Wizards fashion show this summer. He was there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I remember it, the the um, the preseason game versus the Knicks. He scored, like, three threes in a row. I'm like, hold on, Taj. <laughs> I don't know. I thought we were going to keep him, but he just left, so. Taj is a really interesting cult hero in the NBA recently. Like, Knicks fans adore him at this point. They chant, we want Taj. His 10-day contract did expire, so we'll see what happens with him now. I hope the Knicks sign him for the rest of the year. Like, keep Taj on a roster. He's like a he's like their version of He'll Anthony. He'll be the Knicks Udonis Haslam. He could, he could be a Haslam. I think he's the Knicks version of Anthony Gill, if I'm being honest, judging by how like they how they, they interact with him and how they love him. He's, he's so... <laughs> I'm being for real, but it also is just like he gets tired after ten, playing ten minutes. Now he's his playing career is pretty much over. But NBA circles love him. Like NBA Twitter freaks out every time the Knicks sign him. Like the Knicks have cut him like three times this year and brought him back because Tom Thibodeau secretly loves Todd Gibson. And every time he gets brought back, Knicks Twitter, even NBA Twitter in general, even me, I'm like, hell yeah, bring back him. Um, we love Todd, everybody. According to basketball, you can't hate Todd Gibson. He does, he's done nothing wrong. Here, let's play a little... <laughs> let's play some five-second trivia. What is... According to basketballreference.com, what are Todd Gibson's two nicknames? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think, know. Think of a hard-working man. What kind of nickname would he get? A hard what? A hard-working man who's bald. A hard-working man who's bald. What is a hard-working man? What, what kind of... Someone who does the dirty work. Someone who's who help, who helps the word for the. Someone who helps establish the foundation. What someone who helps carry your that? lunch. Remember, What's the nick- word for that? Well, there are two nicknames, by the way. Tell me. All right, his nicknames are Hard Hat and Lunch Pail. Todd what? Lunch Pail Gibson. What? You gotta react to the Todd? podcast listeners. <laughs> can't stay what? I'm, I can't, I'm processing that. If you go to YouTube, Rod's just like his face is like what right right now. If you're on the podcast, it's a little visual for you to have, but Aj Hardhat, Gibson, and what lunch pail? Yeah. Cause what does that mean? I don't know. He's... Lunch pail. He because they're both they're both construction <laughs> nicknames because he's he he does so much hard work. He's a he's a grit and grind guy. He was a real tough guy down low. Okay, I'm gonna I, I'm not saying this just because they're both like bald guys with beards, but Todd Gibson's playing a, a career. Okay, I know modern Todd Gibson is like Anthony Gill, but prime Todd Gibson was like Drew Gooden times two. Everything Drew Gooden did, to, prime Todd Gibson did it twice as good. Like back on the Bulls, Todd Gibson with Derrick Rose. Um, really young Jimmy Butler, those teams, um, Carlos Boozer. Prime Taj was actually a good, unlike Haslam and Gil, like these other like mascot players. Taj is a mascot that was actually good in his prime. At least a very solid, serviceable player. Like, have you looked, have you looked at Taj Gibson highlights? No, I've never searched up Taj Gibson highlights. Well, a few months I've ago. I've only seen like one dunk when he was on the Bulls. That's it. A few months ago. You know, one of those nights I couldn't sleep. I I, I found myself watching Todd Gibson Bulls highlights, and yeah, I'm just saying I gotta respect. That's all I'm saying. I gotta respect for Todd Gibson. I don't know even time with Todd Gibson for five minutes on this episode, but yeah, respect to Todd. 
I do the same thing at night, except with Corey Kisper highlights. I watch his Wizards highlights, his Gonzaga highlights, his ping pong highlights, his pickleball highlights, some other right. highlights. <laughs> that's enough. That's enough, Corey Stanley. Right, let's get back on track. We have we have one more important thing to talk about this episode. Right. I remember I told you. Yes, All Star Weekend. I remember I told you to hold off on uh, Bilal for a bit because I was like, if we, if we want to talk about Bilal being cold, save it for All Star Weekend. Eh. Yeah, that was the. Fr- I, I'm not gonna talk about the celebrity game. Celebrity games sucked this year. Kai Sinat was in it. Um, no one else I cared about really was in that game. So, like, I missed the days when Justin Bieber and Kevin Hart were in the All Star game. This year, horrible lineup for the All Star game. So I'm, I mean, horrible lineup for the celebrity game. So we're not going to even call this celebrity game. So yeah, the first relevant event was the Rising Stars game, which is new formats a lot different than it used to be. It's like divided into like four teams. So there's like a couple. There's like the G League guys, and then there's like the rookie guys. So they're all divided into teams. They play like these mini games against each other in like a mini bracket. And yeah, we'll focus on Team Pow versus Team Deadlift. Uh, I'll let you cover what happened in that game. So Bilal got selected by Pau Gasol to play on his Rising Stars team. And they faced off against Team Detlift, the G League team, and they shocked everyone with a 41-36 to victory over Wemby and Friends and Bilal. So, sadly, Bilal shot the, last, the least. The least minutes on the court was 7 minutes and 44 seconds. Bro, and bro, he scored 4 points. <laughs> gotta be specific. With 7 minutes, and he scored 4 points. He got a steal. He had a little dunk, too. <laughs> so, yeah. I was, I was, I, I was. Them to win. I expected them to win. They should have. I, I don't, I don't freaking know. Mac McClung and the other guys. Yeah, the, the other guys will probably get picked up ten day contracts pretty soon. They all, they all yeah. balled out. They played the, they played the game of their lives. And I'm not gonna say the Rising Stars didn't try, like the the actual NBA ones, but I guess they didn't. They weren't playing to their full potential. I don't know. Maybe Wemby is cursed because Wemby. Can't win Wemby anything. Played super weird. Wemby, okay, Wemby, oh, he couldn't. He couldn't catch the ball. He turned over the ball. He can't make passes. Well, he made I some think, easy shots though. I think the I'm not I'm not 100. Don't quote me on this. I could be wrong. But off the top of my head, I believe the the team that that Wemby and Bilal played for last year, the Mets '92, whatever they're called. I think they barely lost like nine, ten, or eleven games last year. Then this year in the Spurs, Spurs have lost so many games. Rising Stars game, Victor loses. Even the skills challenge, him and the team of the first picks, they lost. Oh so, yeah. Like Victor cannot win a single thing this year. There's like you see those memes of him like just sitting on the bench next to Paulo, just looking sad. I have seen some of those memes, yeah. But it was super unexpected. We were like. Oh, Team Pow is gonna win the whole Rising Stars bracket, but because like they were, they had a exit. solid roster. But, solid yeah, maybe, roster, maybe, definitely. They had maybe they didn't play Bilal enough. I'm kidding. I don't think Bilal played more would have changed anything. Wow. I, wow. I think I, <laughs> I, lo- I love you, Bilal. I'm just I'm just saying right now. That, uh, I think the G Leaguers they were they were destined to win. And then also, I think yeah, they, have, they played ball really hard. And I think Bilal gave them. Yeah, I think Bilal getting seven minutes is also indicative of just how he kind of barely made the, the team. Because a lot of people are like, oh, um. Uh, Thompson Tom- Twins. Thompson Twins, the Pistons. Yeah, freaking, uh, freak, is it Ahmed or Asar? I think it's Asar. It's Asar. Asar is on. Yeah, it's Asar. Yeah, it's, it's like, oh, Asar should have made it and stuff. And I think I think there's that's the. Re- people are like, oh, Asar should have made it. And that's why they're like. I guess it was reflecting Powell only playing in seven minutes, but. 
Whatever, it's the Rising Stars game. I'm not going to put too much stock into it. I'm happy that any wizard was there at Rising Stars weekend. Apparently, Gil was there, too, watching Bilal in the stands. That was nice, I guess, him and... But he probably took Bilal to go get ice cream after the game or something. So I'm sure that was... I'm sure Bilal was happy to have him there. I know... I read, like, an article recently. I forgot what, what like, sports site was it. But it went in-depth about the Bilal's journey as a rookie NBA and that how Gil... Just like how every wizard, he touches their heart... Bilal has been touched by Gil's niceness, Gil driving him around, Gil taking for haircuts. So I'm sure I'm sure Bilal appreciates having Gil there. Most definitely. And he also had a little dinner date with Ted Leonsis. I saw a little picture of that on Wizards Twitter. Uh, so I mean, <laughs> that's a little something as well. This, the 19-year-old the, the kid and his family and then the real estate mogul have dinner together. <laughs> And he uh, was in junior NBA. Like, he was, like, teaching kids, which was cool to see, I guess. Yeah. Next Lovely generation. Bilal. Next year. Next we year. love Bilal. Yeah, next year, uh, you'll, you'll be on the map doing all Australia. Next year, he's going to take a leap. You better. Yeah. You better, Bilal. You, right. He's literally your only hope. Yeah. And then, we also got a good pick in the draft with Zachary, Rashad, Shida, Rashad, Shira, Alex, Sar, whatever the rest. Isaiah Collier. And as well. You would see it. You French would, guys. Yeah. Ronnie James. Collier's not French. Yeah, Bronny's not French either. We just, named, we just named a bunch of French oh, guys. And a, <laughs> we just named a bunch of French guys and a bunch of guys that play for USC. All right. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, well, we're not... We're, we are a Wizards podcast, but I think it's fun. We should, we'll should briefly talk about what else happened during All-Star Weekend. Um Next up in the order, I mean, do you want to, is there anything with the skills challenge besides, you? I mean, Team Pacers won? Is there anything else to talk about from mm, that? Not really, it's just the skills challenge, nothing crazy happened. Uh, I was I really guess, surprised how Tyrese played during the skills, he's been really good recently. I love Tyrese. Tyrese, Tyrese is one cool. of my favorite not-wizards in the league, legitimately. And I, I, must, I must stay on this, wait, I must stay on this. I know. I think I said this to you like a year ago, and you flamed me for this. But I'm gonna stick up to this. I have the same jump shot as Halliburton. I have the same jump Yo, shot. I don't remember what your jump shot looks like. No, because he <laughs> shoots like me. Yeah, if you're on YouTube, you can see a visual. It's like we follow through with both our hands. That's like incorrect form. But Halliburton, if you ever watch him shoot, he's like, he kind of both his hands. It's like neck is down, and he's like. But that's how I shoot. Why he shoots like that. That's how I shoot the rec center. So I like Halliburton okay, for that well. reason too. We have the same broken jump shot. So yeah, you know what? Team Pacers won. That's cool. They beat. He knocks it down though. They beat. Also, it, I just thought it was funny that it was a tie, so they had to go to the half court shot to decide the skills challenge. I thought that was funny. Oh yeah, that was funny. And just watching them like. Like the All Stars, like just Trey Young chucking for fifty seconds. Also, like, Tyrese, also, he's also the one who made it too. Also, yeah, and also, because like Trey Young and all that, because they were in the three point contest. I'm, I kind of wonder, was it? A, did it hurt him in a three point contest? Was he tired after shooting like a minute of half court shots? Did it affect his three point contest performance? I don't know. I was really make... expecting Trey to make it like, like the fifth try or something. You know, he dude, he's like a tr- tr- trigger. Trey shoots him deep, but he he didn't make it to the finals of three point. We can, we can cover that next. Trey didn't make it to the finals of three point contest. Um, I think that's one of my favorite three point contests in recent years. Like that was a lot of fun. Like everyone tied with scoring twenty six. Like, why why are you laughing? Are you, are you thinking of like Larry Merkinen? Like why why are you laughing right now? <laughs> sorry, my roommate. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> you're, you're good. But yeah. But, um, did, did you enjoy the three-point contest? It was a really fun... Th- I think it is the only three-point contest I've ever watched. Because I don't think I like remember live. watching the one last year. Yeah. Well, I've been... so it was pretty cool to see watching like Dane, watching Cat. I didn't think Cat was like... Like, I knew he could shoot. Cat won a three-point contest. Like He's won it before. Well, exactly. I'm saying I haven't watched any of the ones before, so I didn't oh, know. Yeah, Cat. Cat is the modern-day Dirk. Yeah. Also, I got a little bit mad when they interviewed Cat because they said Cat is the first big man in the, the, the win the three-point contest, which is not true. Dirk was the first big man to win it, and then also if you count Pedro Stojakovic, Pedro Stojakovic was six ten. He's won it. Kevin Love has won it. So Cat is not the first big man to win the three-point contest. I don't know what the interviewer did not know what she was talking about. She seemed like a nice person, but. That, that was not a correct fact. And then also, I don't know, um, fun three-point contest, but kind of, I don't I don't like Dame winning. Dame Dollar, why? Because he, has, he hasn't been that good from three this year. He, he's only in it because he's, like, he he's like defending his title, but he was only shot 35% from three this year. And I don't I don't I just, I just, I feel like he didn't, like, statistically, he didn't deserve to be here. That's all I'm saying. Wow. Okay, well, he won anyways. Yeah. And then he also won the MVP for yeah okay the okay game. I think people are being a little bit too I know I was just mean to Dame but people are being a little bit too they're like oh yeah Dame you just you just Mister All Star Weekend because you have no MVPs you have no awards you have no championships that's I know true what, come on that's I think it's a little unfair like don't hate the guy for trying during All Star Weekend but yeah definitely I think Dame on the Bucks has been I don't know if it's been Doc Rivers or what but it's been not a perfect fit I'm not gonna lie I think they do miss Drew Holiday's defense. And the Bucks have shown weaknesses at time because Dame is just not the defender that Drew Holiday is. So, but you know, it's still Dame's an awesome player. Glad he had a fun All Star weekend. And then, yeah, next up in the counter events, um, something that me and you disagreed on: Steph versus Sabrina. I was rooting for Sabrina so hard. And I don't I was know why for you. Steph. Dude, why? He's Steph Curry. I love That's chaos, why. though. I love. I, I, I'm gonna take one. I, I was. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. I love feminism. So yeah, I, I was gonna take a second, like legitimately, like, like I think the WNBA should be should grow. I know, like, it's not the same brand of basketball as the NBA, but I find the WNBA, like, yeah, they don't dunk as much. Yeah, the shooting percentages are a little bit lower, but like, it's it's fine. It's like I still enjoy watching the WNBA. It's the thing like college. Like college, like they miss so many more shots than they do in the NBA. They don't play as efficient, but I still enjoy college. In the same way, I think the WNBA. I'm, I don't know if I would get as big as the NBA, but I still I think it should it should grow, and I think this is an event like this, but stick Steph and Sabrina is an awesome way for it to grow. And if Sabrina won, I'd be like hell yeah, like I don't mind like oh oh no women are as good at shooting basketballs as men, like that's perfectly fine if a, if if women are equal shooters to men, I don't I don't mind that. Okay, well Steph still won. Yeah. Okay, hater. <laughs> okay, you sound like you sound like Kenny Smith right now. Who's Kenny Smith? Oh my god! Oh, I don't know Kenny Smith. He was the guy that kept saying like, "Why? why oh, you... was he one of the announcers? He was the one that was hating on everybody the whole night." Oh. Kenny the Jet Smith. He's on inside the NBA, and he was like, "Why isn't Sabrina shooting from the WNBA three point line? Why is she shooting with a smaller ball?" Blah, blah, blah. Like Kenny was hating. Like Kenny was. Yeah, hating he was hating a bit too. Even much. even the dunk contest, he was the guy that's like. Why is the Mexican flag here? Like he, like, he was just hating all oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But Twitter was flaming him for it. And I don't, I don't know if he was drunk, but it, Kenny Smith, like, he's kind of an interesting character, but he's not that weird usually. So I don't know what's up with Kenny. But I guess yeah, we can move on to the dunk contest now, which I'm not going to lie. 
gets a thumbs down from me. I did not enjoy that. Why like, is Jalen Brown is it? Why in it? Why is Jalen Brown in it? Well, I well, get who it. Who of that? I mean, he's athletic enough, I guess, and he's an all star. I can, like I said, we should praise all stars. We everyone's like, we want all stars back in the dunk contest. Jalen Brown volunteered, so we shouldn't hate on him for that. But at the same time, yeah, his dunks just weren't. They weren't it. Like he jumped over, over Kai Sinat sitting. Kai Sinat is like four feet tall. And then Jaime Jaquez <laughs> jumped over a standing shack, and Mac dunked over like his, I don't know if they were his brothers or his dad or friends, whatever. He dunked over like someone holding someone else up on their shoulders. He dunked over yeah, them. he dunked over two people. Yeah. And Jalen just dunked over a sitting Kaisena. And I and know Jalen, I, th- I, I thought it was funny, Jalen, he brought the, the left-handed glove because like, oh yeah, people are like, oh yeah, Jalen can't dribble with his left hand. I thought it was, it was funny. The dunk actually wasn't that good. <laughs> But, it yeah, was funny, it... but the dunk wasn't good. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Jacob Toppin, huge snub. Um, random connection. We have seen oh, Jacob. No, he definitely got snubbed. Yeah. Random, random connection. Me and Raj have seen Jacob Toppin dunk within a few feet away from us. This happened at a G League game we went to a few months ago. We, uh, we and I, I swear, he did a 360 dunk in the G League game we went to. In the dunk contest, I swear, he did a, he did a 360 dunk very similar to the one he did in game. And, yeah, like J- Jacob, the, the Toppin family's got hops. So I think it should have been Jacob versus Mac in the finals, which would have been kind of dumb and funny because, like, the two G League guys in the finals against each other. But I think that was the fair finals matchup. And then him recreating, like, a dunk his brother did was also kind of cool to see. I know, so. Some people were like, oh, be original. But I thought, yeah, I thought it was cool. No, no, that's really cool. Yeah, overall, I mean, it was still a pretty fun dunk contest. It's always fun watching just random guys dunk. Well, not random. They're still NBA players, J-League players. But Mac McClellan won two games in a row, back-to-back champion. And even though it wasn't, like, crazy, like, last time, like, he did, like, some... His dunks were better last year. Yeah, but, I mean, he said it himself. It wasn't his best performance, but, and um, he could have done better for the fans. He so def- He definitely could have done better, but he was the most deserving outside of everyone tonight. So, sure, cats off to Mac McClellan. Yeah. Also, Good job, Matt McClung. Have you been on, I know I reference Wizards Reddit a lot. I saw someone being like, should we sign Mac McClung? No. No, he's still, <laughs> look, he's still undersized. Like, he could put yeah, up points. We need big league. men. What was that? <laughs> we need big men. I want, whoa, pause. We need tall players on our team. <laughs> there. I don't want Mac McClung. Well, he's good. Sure. He can score. But he's tiny. That's not what we need. We need he's some a defensive big liability. Man. We don't need another small. We have, yeah, like, we have, we, we have Jules. We have too many. And, and Butler already. Jules. Yeah. Johnny Davis. But yeah. So yeah. Um, please, please play Johnny Davis. Please play Jules Bernard. Please play Amarui. Please play Bilal. All the young guys. Those are the main things I'm hoping for in the second half. Play the champagne dude. Julie. Yeah. Jones? I don't remember. I already forgot which champagne. I don't he was remember on. his name. Whatever, whatever his name is. I <laughs> hope we play him. Play him. Yeah. yeah um, Second half of the season, like, yeah, Sham is still definitely gonna, unfortunately, gonna get minutes, but still hope the young guys get more minutes. Second half, and that's all we can really hope for. Uh, any quick thoughts on what you want from the second half of the season? Um, honestly, just keep playing hard. Because what I've saw ever since Keith was interim coach, we've been playing hard. Pretty close wins against playoff bound teams like the Celtics, 76ers. Um, just keep playing hard. We may not win. Like, I think we have one of the hardest remaining schedules for this season. One of the hardest. Yeah. And I remember I was looking at Wizards Twitter earlier today, and it was like a list of the remaining 
games and one of the guys were saying we could probably win around six to eight and then some other guys said 10 to 15 it was just scattered numbers between like zero to I've, 20 games for a win like i don't that doesn't make any sense but I've we'll been, see i've been seeing a lot of people say we're gonna win two or three four exactly so it's we don't know um if denny can still perform like he's been performing i want him to do that um i want Bilal to keep performing well i want Corey to just keep doing what he's doing he's been having a pretty good a really good like uptick recently um but overall just keep playing hard i guess because i know we're like locked in for like a top a top pick in the draft already so there's no point trying to win games yeah but just keep playing hard yeah, and I think that's a good conclusion to this episode. Um, we'll go more in depth of what we want from the second half of the season in the next episode. We'll go over a quick player, a few player grades from the relevant players, and also what we expect from the second half of the season from our most relevant players. And yeah, just over what what to expect from the last twenty games. And we'll also do a little recap of the Nuggets game and the, the games over this weekend in our next episode. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think it'll be I think the second half of the season will be more fun than the first half. The first half was a little depressing, but I think as the more of the young guys play, the second half will be a lot more fun. Most definitely. Alright, wait, before we go, I'm gonna throw something wild out there. Something to get people excited to keep tuning in to episodes throughout the rest of the season of this podcast. Are you ready to hear this? Let's hear it. Yep. Alright. Are you willing to uh, place a wager with me? Okay, so let me let me hear it. Okay, let's play a game. So, how many? How, what do you think the Wizards? How many wins do you think the Wizards will have at the end of the season? What do you think their final record? How many wins will they have? Yeah, we have nine wins now. We're gonna lose to the Nuggets. Um, Don't go through the whole schedule. Just look. look no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just seventeen wins. Okay, I'm gonna go. Usually I'm the optimist, but I'm going to be pessimistic. I'm going to go 14 wins. Okay. Yeah, and okay. Wh- here's here's my challenge. Whoever is further away from the amount of wins this team ends up with has to eat some kind of. I'll I'll go buy a really spicy pepper. <laughs> it's a generic eat a spicy pepper challenge. Oh, it's not. Okay, fine. Deal. Deal. Shaking. We're shaking. Deal. On our virtual right. window. And yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, definitely by the off season, uh, me and Raj will be back. We'll be in the same room because we'll be back from summer break. We'll and we will do we'll do a pepper challenge. And I think I'm gonna win. Like, wait, let me do the math. Wait, so look, the Wizards won 15 games, or 14, or 13. I guess I would win and you would eat it. But then if they won 16. Yeah, they won 16, 17, or 18, around that range, then, okay, the math makes enough sense. Okay, I'll I, I double-check there. All right, so yeah. Keep tuning in. Uh, it's on. For the Hot Pepper Wager. Tune in to our next episode for some player grades, and this, once again, the sec- second half of the post our post-All-Star break. Um, predictions and thoughts, and... Yeah, we'll have some more fun. I have some special episodes. I'm not going to spoil anything yet, but I have some special basketball related but not necessarily wizards recap episodes planned for the future so stay on tune for that and like we've been saying just like the wizards are rebuilding and getting better every game hopefully we're gonna get we're gonna keep getting better every episode we appreciate you a lot of traffic recently on the youtube channel we appreciate that for all the new people tuning in and then also keep tuning in on spotify um i've been a little lazy with it i'm gonna throw it soon onto like amazon music and apple Podcasts soon so be on the lookout for that 
keep up with the TikTok socials. And I think I plugged everything, right? At Bulls to Wizards everywhere. At Bulls to Wizards everywhere. At Dick Mac and Cheese. Mm-hmm. You want to see me on Twitter? Though I don't really tweet about basketball that much. I'm gonna, I kind of tweet about <laughs> my own life. But if you want to see that, I sometimes. If you're tweet interested about in his life? Go ahead. Yeah, I sometimes tweet about basketball. So, yeah. So thank you again for listening. Um, anything. And else keep hitting those DC threes. Yeah. Keep on hitting them. Love y'all. Swish. Love y'all.